Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Good morning, everybody. It really is good to be together. And uh, it's my uh, joy just for a few moments uh, before Christine brings uh, an introduction to Barry and the work of Princess Trust, uh, just to share for a few moments around uh, the thought of uh, our community service uh, this morning. Uh, I don't know whether Andy had read my notes or whatever, but I thought he was going to also speak the message. But um, uh, if you can put the slide up, Morgan. No, the text. Yeah. So here's Matthew one twenty three. <clears throat> they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. <clears throat> and uh, this is one of the titles of Jesus uh, that we often think about at this uh, time of the year. And this morning I want to use that uh, verse Uh, from the Good News Book of Matthew, to lead us into a few thoughts around uh, community. So here's here's a thought on community. Uh, Community is a group of people living in a place or having characteristics in common. A group of people living in a place or having characteristics in common. As I was thinking about this morning, I I, I just thought it was so obvious um, that we thought about this particular word because it really does lie at the heart of God. Let's think of community for a moment. Community, a nation, a city, a town, a street, a house, a family, a school, a club, a church, and so it could go on. Um, The thought of community never leaves us thinking about being alone or aloof. We know the problem of loneliness is huge, even at this Christmas time. HUK sent a report out this week that said that over half a million people over 65 will find themselves in a place of being lonely this Christmas season. That's sad uh, because God wants every one of us to find some connections that we can identify with community. Community is never done alone. Think of some words that reflect community, a crowd, a circle of friends, a gang, a band, fellowship, fraternity, an alliance, a cell, a caucus, a locality. It, it lends itself to thinking of togetherness and of friendship. Sharing's on a quite an intense granny season as we try and help our two daughters and sons-in-laws with our three little ones. <clears throat> well, we got to the other side of 60 before we became granny, so we thought we'd give ourselves the best shot. And uh, Sharon's in Manchester a couple of days a week where my daughter lives and she's connected with a with a uh, a nursery group where she takes Charlotte and Caleb and just this she's made some great friends this year and just this week my daughter Miriam says mom you have found another community and the reality is there's subplots of community all over the place where people find other people on a journey of friendship and togetherness what about almighty God Well, at the very heart of Almighty God is the thought of community. Right back in the beginning of the Bible, he says it's not good for man to be alone. And so the journey of mankind went forward. In the Old Testament, we read a lot about a nation called Israel, a nation that reflected community. God gave it directions. He gave it rules and regulations to help it work well. And when the people implemented what God wanted, things went well. Sadly, on occasions, they decided they'd go their own way and things didn't go so well. But a picture of togetherness, of community, a travelling group that knew the special favour of Yahweh, Almighty God. 
And then we come to Jesus and the other side of Jesus living his life and going back to heaven was this community called the church. 2,000 years later, somebody says that there are 10 million local churches in the earth. And this morning, before we got up in the South Sea Islands of Fiji and Tonga, very religious communities, people were worshipping God. And then across Australasia and Asia, and through mainland, uh, the great subcontinent of India, and through mainland Europe, and then to us, and the, the Americas will follow later on. Hundreds, thousands, millions of people gathering together in this thing called church. Some in buildings that we think, oh, that's a proper church. And then, of course, people walk into Arena Mansfield and, well, but it's about people. It's about people coming together and wanting to make a difference. We face an irony in 21st century living because we've never been more connected through technology. And sadly, often we've never felt more isolated relationally. And God is, I believe, reminding us through the gift of Jesus in this Christmas season that his heart is that every one of us would be placed in this thought and blessing of community. Christmas is about a message. The message of God revealing his love to us in Jesus. He didn't ask us to try and get to him. That's religion climbing up that greasy pole and slipping down again. No, he realised that was impossible. So God came to us in the form of a babe, Jesus, God in flesh, living a perfect life and dying for us on a cross and rising the third day. Emmanuel, God with us. As Andy prayed this morning, it may be that there are many questions in your life that sometimes say, where's God? And the reality is, friends, that God wants to continually open our eyes of faith to realise that whatever we go through, whatever we face, whatever disappointments or pains or joys or successes, God is always there right in the middle. Emmanuel, God with us. In Arena Church, we have a, a sort of rhythm to life. It's called what we call our growth track. You see, in Arena, we've intentionally had an expectation that people would come and join us. We don't want it just to be a holy club that bars people. We want it to be an open community that literally says very carefully, everyone is welcome. We don't want only an expectation of people coming, but then we want to go on a journey of assimilation. How can these people not only come to Arena Church, but then become part of arena church not only believe and belong but also belong and believe and so we have this four-step process that we work through at various times of the year but actually it's operating in the life of the church week after week after week and it keeps us on track forever thinking about how God can continually add to arena Mansfield community very briefly this morning let me remind you of those four things. Number one, know God. Know God, accountability. This is the, the personable bit. This is where we make our own response to God. It may be that your mum and dad are Christians. It may be that you had a denominational background. It may be that your grandparents were very influential. It may be that you went to Sunday school, boys' brigade, scouts, etc., etc. 
But we all have to come to that personal decision of our response to God. To know him as a father, he's a good, good father. To know him as a help, to know him as a guide, to know him as a friend, to know him as Lord. Emmanuel, God with us. The message of Christmas is that God wants to be known and he wants to be known by everybody. Secondly, that we find freedom, liberty. And in Arena Church, we realise that we need each other to go on this journey of finding freedom. You see, we're all a little bit more locked up than we care to admit at times. The stuff of life comes to us. There are things that we've gone through that we didn't enjoy. There are question marks saying, what was that all about? And on this journey of praying for each other, of finding an identity in what we call a small group, we push each other forward to continually find freedom. It's an ongoing process. But the moment we step into God and make our response to him through a personal relationship, the Bible says that we have everything that we need for life and godliness. And it's a journey. People go at different paces. People grow differently. Let me take you back to my little grandson, Caleb. He was born on the 15th of May, 2017. So he's coming up to around about 19 months old. By a set of circumstances, one of my, uh, one of my daughter, Miriam's best friends, also had a baby on the very same day. He was six weeks premature. And his name was Hugh, which reflects a little bit of their Welsh roots. Now you put Caleb and you together, and you can only say that they've grown differently at a different pace. Because you, well, the only way you can describe him is a petite, quiet little guy. Caleb, whoa, he's big. He's going to make a great centre off one day, I'm telling you, he really is. Or maybe a front row forward, Andy, less than need one. And, uh, and uh, <clears throat> they've grown at a different pace. They've both been fed by the mum. They've both been nurtured in an appropriate way. And here around Arena Church, we give room for people to grow at a different pace as we continually find freedom. And then thirdly, we encourage people to discover their purpose. As Christian believers, we make a bold statement that says that we only really believe we can find the centre of our purpose for living when it's built around the Lord. This is a wonderful, amazing truth in our lives. So in the community, diversity and unity, many parts, one body, the individual gifts committing to the greater good. How amazing is that? That in the security and togetherness of community, we can come to the potential of discovering our particular purpose. Here's a verse in the Bible from Peter. It says, each one of us should use whatever gift we have so that we might serve others. We have people that are gifted to play music. We have people that are gifted to give a lead from the front. But across arena, we have people that are the unheralded, unsung heroes. They quietly go about their task in serving the greater good. They've discovered their purpose. And it's amazing. And finally, we know God. We find freedom. We discover our purpose. 
and we make a difference. Intentionality. We have people in arena that in their past have felt isolated, lonely, pushed aside. But in finding God through their personal accountability, in going on a journey of finding freedom and their liberty, in discovering their purpose and grasping the opportunity, these people are now intentionally making a difference. And we can do that in so many ways i was reading a story just this week from a church in kansas in the rural midwest of america we often think of the big cities but many of the churches in the states minister to small communities and the wife of the pastor of a small rural community this christmas is making a difference by baking 2400 cookies okay biscuits um to serve to the community. They have now made it at Christmas time their cookie day. And she says, All I want to do is be the reason for somebody else to be able to smile. Maybe you walked around Mansfield shopping yesterday in that freezing rain. I chose otherwise. And you maybe looked at a lot of people that seemed very sad, very miserable, maybe down. Maybe thinking, single mum, how they were going to afford that present for their little ones. Perhaps all of us, more than we realise, can make such a difference simply by giving other people a reason to smile. Emmanuel, God with us. As I close, I'd like to read something, if you don't mind. But some of you will have read the novels of Geoffrey Archer. He was an MP, of course, many years ago. And then became a, a, a multi-millionaire best-selling author. And if you're in an airport or something, you'll see many of the Geoffrey Archer novels um, displayed. Both him and his wife Mary have had cancer battles in recent years. And so this year he's, he's wrote a piece of verse for Cancer Research UK. Uh, that's in their charity cards um, that are being sold in the different shops around the country. Uh, to help the work of cancer research. Of course, they do an amazing work in terms of uh, feeding that money back to scientists, lab technicians, etc., that are forever on a journey to try and help people with this dreadful disease. Geoffrey Archer has placed the context of this piece of verse in a, a society that often is uh, uh, personality-obsessed, thinks a lot about football, etc., etc. I'd like to read it to you as I close. And then give us an opportunity just to think about a response. It's called The Son of God by Geoffrey Archer. It says, He, Jesus, was born in a barn. His father a carpenter and his mother a decent woman, but they were of no significance and certainly couldn't afford to give the boy a private education. And yet as a teacher, he was arguing the toss with his elders and betters in the council chambers. He never got a proper job. He just roamed around the countryside, unshaven and living off bread and water and the occasional fish, while offering his opinions to those who cared to listen. He became the manager of a football team. It was known as the Disciples. Not one of them a star. In fact, the 12th man rather let the side down by accepting a transfer fee of 30 pieces of silver to play for the opposition. 
The authorities eventually arrested him as a rabble rouser, but couldn't decide what to charge him with other than the fact that he claimed to be the son of God. They strung him up with a couple of criminals and he finally gave up the ghost, rather assumed that that would be the last we'd hear of him. The disciples were relegated at the end of the season. In fact, the captain claimed on one occasion that he'd never been a member of the team. When Jesus died at the age of 33, there were no obituaries in the local press reporting his achievements, no glossy supplements highlighting his colourful career, no radio programmes to discuss his legacy, and no box sets recording any of his miracles. But then, he never relied on focus groups to advise him on current trends or advertising gurus to spend millions promoting his brand or spin doctors to sharpen his image He didn't require social media to keep his followers up to date. So you could be forgiven for assuming that he'd be forgotten in a few days. So how can one explain that over 2,000 years later, Jesus Christ is still the best known celebrity on earth? Could it just be that he was the son of God and the son of God became a babe, Emmanuel. God was with us and God is with us. And may we, as we celebrate Christmas this season and move forward together in this town of Mansfield, continually reflect that right at the heart of God is that we don't do it alone, but we do it together. The prayer is just a quiet thought, friends, and then I'm going to hand over to Christine. And it just simply says that Maybe you've been a believer for many years and you celebrate Christmas again. Maybe it's never meant much to you. And simply to say today that if you'd like to make a response, we're not going to ask anybody to respond publicly, come to the front. But we would like to give you something. And if God has spoken to you afresh this morning through the message, if you freshly would belong to his community, and so make an amazing difference in your life, then maybe you'd like to make a fresh response. We encourage you to fill a connect card in. As you know, with legislation, we can't send those details to anybody else, nor would we want to. But it allows us to send a loose letter to you to keep you in touch with everything that's taking place in Arena. And if you go to Christine at the end of the service at the prayer point stand at the back and hand in that filled in card... She's got a wonderful gift to give back to you that will help you perhaps process the message of Christmas. Emmanuel, God with us, just a little better in this season. God bless you.